We're the twins, and these are our takes. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Twins Takes, a Liam and Emron's podcast on all things sports. This is the first episode of our weekly sports recaps. In this episode, we will be talking about the end of the Premier League season and the start of the MLB season. Should we get into it? Yeah. So we'll start with Premier League? Yeah. So uh, the last week of the Premier League had some big games. Um, It had Manchester United, who were in third at the time, versus Leicester, who were in fifth. Fifth, yeah. And Chelsea, who were in fourth, versus Wolves, who were in sixth. And... Our boys, pre- our boys prevailed. Man yeah. United beat Leicester 2-0 in a game that was very, very close. Um, potentially could have gone either way. Um, and we ended up finishing third, which I'm very happy about. I know I predicted that, but um, it looked at a point that like we were going to choke it and let it slip. But we looked good. Um, and I'm very happy with us finishing third. Yeah, I mean, that last game against Leicester was a little bit... Iffy. I feel like both teams were tense. Leicester's game plan was to sit back, stay in it as long as they could, and then try and grab one near the end of the game. Um, they stayed in it for a long time. We got we won a pen. Um, it was clearly a pen. Um, Bruno Slaughter and then Jesse Lingard scored in the 98th minute. What a man, Jesse Lingard. Scores the last goal of the Premier League season. Who would have thought it? I, I mean, when he, I'm not going to lie. When he came on the field, I said, what are we doing? Yeah, I was scared. But composure. Composure. He did do that. So. Great pressing. The energy. Yeah. And, a, and the team got so hyped when he scored, man. That's just... That's class right there. Yeah. Um, one thing we got to mention about Leicester, though. Jamie Vardy, at 33 years old, winning the Golden Boot. That's very impressive. Uh, he's been one of the most impressive strikers in the league for a while. Um, and I think this season just cemented him as one of the top strikers in the world. Yeah. He's very good. The only problem I have with him is he seems to slip away in the big games, um, which is, can be a problem with some strikers. Um, but, I mean, even then, he's still scoring against the teams that he should be scoring against, and that's better than a lot of the strikers in the league. So He almost had that incredible header against us. Oh, yeah, that, that flick. flick. Oh, my God, that would have been unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Chelsea were dominant over Wolves. Yeah, um, it, was, it was never really in doubt. They've been um, playing really well as of late um, and deserve that fourth spot, I believe. Yeah, Mason um, Mount was a monster in that game. Yeah. He's, his but, free kick was insane, and then he's just he yeah. was commanding the commanding But even game. recently, Pulisic has been really good for them. Giroud has been good for them. Tammy, when he's come on, has been good for them. So they're going to be really good. Next season, with Werner and Ziyech and potentially Havertz, that's a... Filthy team. I don't see why they need Havertz. Well, just because you can buy him, so why not? Yeah. Well, um, their depth will be unreal. Yeah. The only thing they need to sort out is Keppa because and their defense. Their defense, it does, it, it does, it does what it needs to do. It does what it needs to do. Asp Rudiger, well, they had fifty four goals this year. Yeah, but it did what it needed to do towards the end of it. They beat us three one. An FA Cup. We we were playing our best team. They were playing their best team. No, we, well, we won't, we're not going to FA Cup. But also, let's talk about the relegation a little bit. So, relegation, there was a few big games. So, the way, the way going into the day, Bournemouth had to win to try and get anything done. They needed, they needed them to win, and 
Villa to lose and Watford to lose. West Ham was playing Villa and all Villa needed was a point. Yeah. Based off of Watford's result. And then Watford was playing Arsenal. Um, obviously, Watford kind of wasn't tough there, having to go up against Arsenal, where basically they need at least a point to try and stay up um, because their goal difference was worse than Villa's. Bournemouth ended up beating Everton. So at that point... 3-1, yeah, comfortably. It was kind of looking like Bournemouth had a chance to stay up because Villa and West Ham were tied. Um, and then that Villa-West Ham game was insane because... Jack Wheeler scored in the 84th, and then in the 85th, West Ham got one right back. And so at that point, you never know what's going to happen. West Ham could grab one more, and that could put rel- I mean, that could put Villa straight back into relegation. So yeah. it was a very entertaining Sunday. Um, all the games started at the same time, which is nice. It's really sick. Cause it's nice, but it's also annoying because I wanted to be keeping track on all these games, and it's, and it's tough to do because I'm obviously going to watch United play Leicester. Um, but unless I have, like, four different screens, I'm not going to be able to watch all the games. Yeah, but I think it's smart, because if one result happens before the other, you can literally just change your whole True. game plan. I heard so. the funniest thing. I heard someone was saying that if, if Chelsea went down to Wolves, United and Leicester should have just agreed to just pass the ball around and just get a draw and get into Champions League. Yeah, no, they should have. They should have. That would have been genius. But obviously, Chelsea was never going to lose that game. Yeah. Um, Interesting though Any team that surprised you With their form after uh, Coming back from Lockdown Yeah I thought Sheffield United Were They showed up in a few games But for the most part They were pretty lackluster Mm -hmm. Uh, They had a big win Against Chelsea Which helped United But I think besides that They didn't really win Many big games They had a They played a lot of teams That In the top half of the table That they could have Stayed above If they won those games But they just weren't as good. Um, Liverpool, obviously, they didn't have anything to play for, but they weren't as good as we knew them to be. Nope. But, I mean, I don't think they really cared, so it wasn't a big deal. Man City were solid coming back from the lockdown. Yeah, I mean, Man City scored 100 goals this year. That's insane. Their attack was just filthy. Yeah. One thing we also got to talk about, Tottenham getting sixth over Wolves on the final day, Yeah. Um, which is disappointing for Wolves, dropping out of Europa League, potentially. I'm assuming that uh, if Chelsea beat Arsenal, then Wolves will still get Europa League. Um, but it's it's disappointing because Wolves have been so good all season, been in the top six um, for pretty much the entire season. And then on the last day, dropping out because of goal difference. It, it sucks for them, and it's definitely a lot of money that they're going to potentially be losing out on. But one team that actually kind of surprised me, two teams actually, Burnley and Southampton. Um I didn't think Southampton would be as good as they were. I think Danny Ings kind of put them on the back a little bit, but he played really, really well. Um, and Burnley, uh, I think they shocked me a little bit, uh, finishing on the same amount of points as Sheffield did. Um, and I think it was Sean Dyche, honestly, might be up for manager of the season. Burnley's always been solid, though. It's always hard to go to turf more and get a result. They're very good at... They're very solid and they're organized in defense, and they have a few players who have some quality and can put the ball in the back of the net. So they, it's always hard to get a result against them. Southampton, yeah, they picked up a few key wins. They beat City. Um, they also beat Sheffield on the last day. I think they were just a solid team coming back, and it's it, they're one of those teams that it's hard to beat that you seem to always end up drawing against, just like United did as well. Yeah. All right, anything else we want to talk about in the Prem? No, I think it was pretty... I mean, Alim and I made our predictions video. We were looking back at them. Both of us were just really off. 
and a few things. Obviously not by much because there are only a few places people could shift based on only a few games left. But yeah, both of our predictions were just not the best. I don't think either of us got the top four, right? No. I had United correctly in third, but I had Leicester over Chelsea, yeah. which I think was dumb. <laughs> I don't think we had six through nine right at all, and I don't think we actually got the relegation right at all. So. Well, we got two of the three, but we did not yeah. expect Villa to stay up. Yeah, so I think it was just... Which is actually big for Villa, because Jack Grealish will hopefully stay now. Um, Unless, well, there was a rumor that United's backing out of Grealish because they want 80 million, so... I mean, if, if staying up meant they kept Jack Grealish as their best player, I, I think that, that draw against West Ham is pretty big then. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, honestly, I don't know whether I want to apologize about Arsenal or say I was right about Arsenal, because they had some big wins and they had some big losses. So I'm just going to say that they had a neutral I mean, they passed afterwards. Sheffield, so you know what? It wasn't as bad as Sheffield's. Yep, and uh, they're going to win the FA Cup, so Ooh, here we that's go. That's bold. They need it, because if they do, they stay in Europe. If they yeah. don't, then they're not playing European football. And that's crazy to think about. Were they not, weren't they not playing European football this season? No, they were. Aren't they in the Europa League? Are they? I don't think they were. I'm pretty sure they are. Didn't they finish, like, 10th last season or something? No, no way. No, they were in, the, they were in Europa League. Oh, did they just get knocked out? I don't know what happened. They must have gotten knocked out early. Arsenal, yeah, they lost to Olympiacos, right? In extra time. <laughs> oh, so yeah, they yeah. they need your they need to be in Europe every season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the MLB. And this has been fun to so watch. So the MLB is back, and <laughs> maybe not for a long time. Yeah. But the MLB is back. Um, and if you guys know, Imran and I are diehard Yankees fans. Um, so it's been very very fun to watch, um, our team play again. Um, so we're just going to kind of talk through some of the teams that have looked good, some of the teams that have looked bad uh, at the start of the season, and then how the season's in jeopardy. Should um, we talk through it, like, team by team, like, by division, or should we just talk about let's, it? Let's just go through team by team. Okay. See, we don't have to go too much in depth, but teams yeah. that have looked good, teams that have looked bad. Um, so starting the AL East? Yeah. The Rays? They look pretty good. They've looked very, very good. 3-1, and one, they played the Blue Jays in the first series. Yeah. Um, looked pretty solid, uh, and then they... Smacked your Braves yesterday. Um, hey, it's fine. There was, you know what? They've been looking very good. Their offense has been clicking, and they they their rotation is so good. And their bullpen, they they've got a very very solid team. Three and one through the first four games is very very nice. Um, and I, I, th- I think they're gonna be they're gonna be a team to like a team to be scared of. Honestly, yeah. Um, the Orioles. The Orioles surprised me. They beat the Red Sox in a series. They're 2-1. Like, who would have thought that the Orioles would have won a series? Like, I don't even know. What, honestly, I'm like, I'm still kind of in shock. I, I don't know what to say. I don't really um, know much about them, but the fact that they won a series against the Red Sox is kind of just like... Alex Cobb has been actually pitched very, very well for them. He pitched well in their first start. Um, I think he'll be kind of like a, a key factor for them. If he can have a really good season, they might... They might finish a lot better than we expected. Yeah, but I mean, they they scored a decent amount of runs. Um, and they their hitting's been better than I thought. And besides the first game where they lost by a lot, their pitching and bullpen wasn't that bad. So, yeah, I mean... I agree. I don't, know much, I, don't, I don't know much about them, but if they could surprise me and finish higher in the division than last, then you know what? It'll be a good season for the Orioles. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, the Yankees. So, Yankees have only played... 
three games because the Marlins. Yeah, the games got being postponed the past few days, which we'll talk about later. But Yankees have looked good. Cole looked pretty decent on his debut. He looked. What do you mean? He looked solid. He let up one hit, which was a mistake to Adam Eaton, which let up a home run. He he, he was very good, but he wasn't like his yeah stellar I, self. I agree. Everyone expecting. So um, that was a very good debut. Um, Stanton. Stanton has looked, like looked a monster. very, very good. Looked like his 2017 MVP self. Yeah, he's leaner and he is crushing the baseball. Yeah, putting good swings on the ball. Uh, not chasing as much. Uh, he still chases a little bit because he's a power hitter. Um, but uh, he's looked very, very good. Judge has looked solid too. Um, Torres finally picked up his first base hit in the last se- in the yeah. last game of the series and then kind of carried us to victory in that game almost. Yeah, exactly. The bullpen day actually looked very solid. I was very happy with how that went. Uh, Loisega pitched well. Green. Everyone out of the bullpen was solid. I um, was I was not happy with the way Paxton pitched in game two. Yeah. Um. It was kind of, I don't know. He he had a rough start. He always starts. He rough. had a good. He had a good first inning, and then the second inning just got to him. He couldn't. He couldn't get out of it. Yeah. He always. Um, I see. Feel like he even last year he started the season rough, and then after the All Star break he picked it up. Yeah. Well, he finished but, the season like eleven and zero or something yeah. like that. But Mike King came in to relieve he, to relieve him. He. I was really happy well. with how he pitched. Um. And I, but I think with Paxton, he just didn't have what it took to finish the batters. Yeah. Um, he'd get them in, he'd get ahead in the count, and then just didn't have that strikeout pitch uh, ready for him that day. So I mean, I'm, I'm mad, like I'm not mad about how he pitched. I'm just not pleased with the performance. I think if he has that a little bit more break on that curveball, a little bit more velocity on that fastball, he'll get more of those strikeouts, and he won't be in as in as much trouble as he was in that game. Yeah, I just want to see how's. Gary Sanchez didn't play game three, but how's he's he not played been this? hitting well? I don't believe. Yeah, I feel like he's. He always he always struggles to start the season. He he goes through a lot of slumps in the season. Yep, I agree. Like he'll be he'll catch fire, but when he's not on fire, he seems to strike out a lot, and he always ends up in good situations. But he always feel like almost panics a little bit and yep. chases pitches that he shouldn't. But I agree. One thing I would want to talk about is Brett Gardner. Um, I'm wondering when Brett Gardner becomes a bench player and a platoon player yeah. rather than an everyday starter. Because to me, last season he was great. He had the power. This season so far, swing hasn't been looking great. And I think we got a lot of guys that could take the spot from him. I'd love to see Talkman playing more. We got Andujar who can play left. We got Wade who can play left. We got Frazier down in AAA, who yeah. rakes against left-handed pitchers. So I, I'm just wondering when Gardner becomes a bench player and when we give guys like that a shot. Because right now, Clint Frazier would start in, on, in almost every single outfield in the league, except ours. And the Dodgers. Yeah. And there's no spot for him. Yeah. He's not even on our MLB roster. So yeah. when does Gardner hit the bench? Yeah, I, I hope it's soon, to be honest. I'd like to see some of our... Younger guys start to come up a little bit um, and just get more experience. Frazier struggled just with his attitude, to be honest, in the MLB recently. But his attitude has been much better. When they sent him down this time, yeah. apparently he was like, no, he was really good about it. For sure. But in the past, his, his attitude's been a bit of a problem. And so is his defense. Yep. But I mean, our outfield, I mean, Judge and Hicks in the outfield are pretty good defenders. We have Talkman there as well. So I'd like to see Frazier come in, play a little bit. I I think he'd do really well. He's he's a quality player, and I want to see him come up a little bit. But I don't know if Booney wants to bench Gardner, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I mean, Gardner's he's just a leader. He's been on our roster since 09. 
So I don't want to see him go, but I think he needs to move to more of a bench mentoring role rather than everyday starter. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the Blue Jays. Now, the thing is, I like the Blue Jays. I've been really excited. I've been really happy with how the Blue Jays have been playing. I like like Boba Shep, Kevin Biggio, Vlad Guerrero. They got a good roster. Um, Young, too. Which I which is uh, promising for the future, but I mean they've played well. They had a good series against the Rays, lost a game in extra innings. We'll talk about extra innings later because it's something I want to ask you about, just what your thoughts are. But um, they were in some close games. Um, and Hinjin Ryu, I think, will he had an average start. He was okay through four, and then in the fifth, he kind of got into some trouble. But I think he'll start to pick it up again, and I think we could see them coming in third in the division. Yep, yeah, I completely agree. Uh they. Beat the Nationals yesterday as well, which I was uh, happy with. Yeah. Um, and so, I honestly think... I think they can make the playoffs. And I'd be really excited to see what they could do in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Now, Boston. <laughs> no, Boston. <laughs> they lost a series to the Orioles. The yeah. Orioles. I mean... It's embarrassing. It I feel is, bad for them. It is very embarrassing. They had a chance to be the third team in the division and potentially push for a wild card spot. But in my opinion, if you're losing the series to the Orioles, and I get it's the first series of the year, but in 60 games, losing a series to a division rival is kind of tough, especially when you should be ahead of that team. Um, so I think they're going to be in trouble, and they lost to the Mets yesterday, and I think it's going to be tough for them to come back, especially with their rotation as bad as it is. It It's so bad. They have Avaldi as their ace, which honestly, like I don't mind. Nathan Avaldi is very hit or miss pitcher. I think he's had really great seasons and he's had really bad seasons. So if they get a good season out of him, they're fine there. But then after that, Martin Perez is your number two. Yeah, who? Who is that? Yeah. I think he pitched for the Rangers a while back. Who is that? Today they have something something Hall starting against the Matt Mets. Hall. Like, I I just don't I just don't understand how you're gonna how you're gonna succeed with that with that rotation. Their lineup is great. Martinez, Bogarts, Devers. They got Pilar in the lineup. Jackie Bradley Jr. is a web gem out in center field. Benintendi. Like, their lineup is still solid, but as, as we know from the Yankees, you don't have pitching. You're not going to be able to have l- a length of dominance. You're not going to be able to have a good season. You might have good games. You might have good series when your hitters are on, but when your hitters aren't on and your pitchers are letting up five runs a game, it's tough. It's tough to win. Yeah, they're going to struggle. Okay, let's move on to the Central, the Cleveland Indians. Now, the Indians look... They look good. Yeah, they look very good. I've been really excited about their pitching. Shane Bieber yeah. looked exceptional on opening day. Mike Clevenger has looked good, too. Carlos Carrasco was great as well. Yeah. So, Jose Ramirez has been hitting again. So, yeah, I think has. I think there's there's something to be excited about with the Indians. I think they could top the division over the Twins. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I think it's definitely going to be close. I don't see a reason why they couldn't. I think it really comes down to whether the Indians pitching is going to be better than the Twins hitting. Facts. I agree. Um, so, well, speaking of the Twins, let's move on to them. They've looked pretty good. 2-1 um, and one so far. Um, Raking. They've, yeah. been hit. They've been scoring a lot of runs. What were, one, what were the scores in their games? They've been putting up a lot of runs. So, the White uh, Sox, though. But. Yeah, so they won the first 10-5, then yep. lost 10-3, then won 14-2. That's... Some big runs. Yeah. Josh Donaldson in, in on that team, the team that hit the most home runs in MLB history last season. Um, Jose Barrios, uh, Kenta Maeda, 
Who uh, was in the rotation? Um, uh, I can tell you. But yeah, they're looking like a solid team. I hope they start. I hope their pitching picks up a little because seventeen runs through the first three games is letting up seventeen runs is not ideal. Um, but I mean, when they're scoring runs like that, they'll be fine. But as we said with the Red Sox, you can't really keep up. You can't really keep scoring like. Ten, eight runs a game like it's not gonna not gonna happen like that your hitters gonna go through a bit of a slump so as long as their pitching picks up a little they'll be fine but I think uh it's gonna be interesting to see that race between them and the Indians to see who tops the division I agree okay now Tigers and the Royals they're tied let's talk about them both um they've looked decent I don't think they're gonna really do well this year but I mean so far they're both two and two um they played each other yesterday um but i mean the tigers beat the reds in a series oh no yeah they did mm-hmm. they beat the reds in a series like that's a pretty big win that's a pretty big series win and um i think if they can take it one game at a time and just try and win a few series just at a time we could see them pushing for third in the division i don't think they'll push to challenge the indians or the twins at all but you never know. They could be pushing for towards a wild card spot. Who knows? You never know in a sixty game season. Yeah, exactly. Uh, two X factors for them: Matt Boyd, uh, their ace needs. He didn't have a great first start. Needs needs to pick it up, um, and needs to have a really good season for them. And also, I think Miguel Cabrera is going to be big for them. I think he's a mainstay in that lineup, and in a sixty game season, we could see him if he rakes, finishing towards the top of an MVP voting. Yeah. Um he usually starts off well, so yeah, you know. The, Roy- the Royals have been hitting well too. Uh Jorge Soler is, is their power guy. Um and I think I mean I don't think any of these two teams honestly are gonna be able to sustain uh being around five hundred, but you never know. Yeah. And then the White Sox, um they are they played the twins, was it? Yeah. In their first series. So I mean it's a tough series to start off with. But I mean, they haven't. They've looked pretty decent. They've been scoring their runs. Pitch, starting pitching has been terrible. Yeah, their though. pitching has been. Lucas Giolito, their ace, looked terrible. He Ronaldo Lopez looked terrible. Yeah, Ronaldo Lopez didn't even get out of the first. I don't think, to be honest. But yeah, it's not. Their pitching needs to pick up. Their hitting will always be there. They want Juan Mancada looking very good. Uh, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert. Uh, who else? Who am I missing? The Tim Anderson, yeah. of course. So they're um, gonna be a they're gonna be a good team. They just yeah their pitching needs to pick up a little bit. Okay, let's move on to the West. Astros, not much to say. They're always gonna be a good team. They look good. George Springer been terrible though. Uh, post trash can, uh, debacle. So we'll see how he does as their leadoff hitter. Um, Altuve and Bregman still looking good. Um, I mean with Verlander, pitching with Granky pitching. Verlander's out now for a while though. So oh, yeah, let's see how is. let's see how that hits them. But. I mean, their pitching's always been good. They have a decent bullpen, so they're obviously going to win games. Um, it's just a matter of how many and whether they can stay above the athletics. But I'm hyped about They play the Dodgers tonight, and they start oh, a series yeah. against the Dodgers. That's going to be fascinating to uh, see how that Higher goes. or lower three players that get hit? Higher. Yeah, you think? I think the Dodgers peg at least. I think they peg... Bregman, Altuve, and Springer at least once each. I think Correa's gonna get pegged too. Oh, I hope Correa's the pegged. worst. I, I hope they I hope they throw at him. Um but moving on, the Athletics, three and one. They've been good. They've been liked, really, really, really good. I liked watching them. They had a big series against the Angels, um, where they took three or four. Um and that's big against a division rival to take three or four, especially the Angels, 
who we predicted to be the third team in the division, maybe pushing towards the Athletic, maybe pushing towards the Astros. But, I mean, to take three or four against your division rival is always a good way to start the season. Mike Trout has been... Uh, sorry, we're not talking about the Angels yet. Athletics, they've been good, though. Matt Olson with a walk-off grand slam in Game 1. That was big. Uh, Marcus Simeon looking good. Matt Chapman looking good. Um, the rotation looking good, too. Yeah, except for Otani. Otani struggled a little bit. Well, that's on the Angels. We're talking oh, about the Athletics. Oh, we're talking about the Athletics. Yes. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah. Just looking at the Angels. Frankie Montes, uh, Sean Manaya. They're going to be uh, big parts of, of this Athletics team that, honestly, I think are pushing the I hope they take the Astros. division. They're pushing the Astros, I, I think so. Take it. Going on to the Angels. Um, Otani did not have a great start in his first no. start back. Didn't even record an out. Um, and that's tough because he's going to be pitching every Sunday for them. So they're going to need him to pitch well. Um, Trout has started to pick it up again. A uh, couple homers. Um, Anthony Rendon, he's not even played yet, I don't think. I think he's... Uh, coming back from an injury of some sort. So we'll see when he potentially gets into the lineup. Um, but I think the Angels are going to be good. I think they need to uh, – starting, starting pitching needs to, to pick it up a little bit. But uh, they're going to be a good team. Yeah, they just need they – just, their pitcher needs a little bit of help. But they just need to – they're going to keep going. And I think once Rendon comes into the lineup, uh, people will be scared of him. And yep. so I think they could do well. I hope they start to pick it up a little bit because I do want to see them push for the wild card. Um, Rangers and Mariners hasn't been a great start to the season. No. I don't think it will be a great season for them both. But agreed. Um, I don't really know what else to say about it. Corey Kluber just got injured for the Rangers, so that's yeah. their best pitcher kind of gone. Lance Lynn actually looked really good in his first start. He did. Um, so maybe he'll be their, their bright spot. But uh Mariners too, like I don't. Yeah, Justice Sheffield starting today for them. I don't think he's the MLB level arm, so we'll see how they do. I don't think they're gonna be challenged for anything at all. So let's move on to the NL. Yeah, I know. And atop the NL East is the Miami Marlins. That's insane. <laughs> I don't even understand how that's possible. I mean, they almost they're gonna break baseball, I think, but and we'll talk about that after we go through these teams. But they're two and one. Uh, they beat the Phillies yep. in a series, which is Phillies. I don't know what's more embarrassing. The F- Phillies losing to the Marlins or the Red Sox losing the Red to the Sox losing to the Orioles. But, like, good for the Marlins. I honestly don't really know what to say about them. I don't think they'll keep this up. I didn't really watch the Phillies-Marlins series. They hit well. They hit off Aaron Nola. Um, and they hit off, not Zach Wheeler. Zach Peeler, Wheeler pitched well, but the uh, third pitcher for the Phillies in Game 3. They hit really well off of... What's his name? I'm blanking on his name. Duger? Duggar? That's not who I thought started for... That's oh, started for the Marlins. That's who started for the Marlins. Velasquez? Yes, Vince Velasquez. Um, I think... Uh, they, the Marlins pitchers started pretty well. Um, I think Alcantara uh, pitched really well for them in game one. So we'll see how the Marlins do. Honestly... You never know what can happen. Uh, they could, it's they could games. We say we say it's a four team race, but honestly, it could be a five team race. You never know in that division. Um, Braves and Mets both two and two. Both these teams have looked pretty good. The Braves have had two big losses. I want to say, um, they yeah, lost. Well, the Braves and Mets played each other, right? So yeah, um, but the Braves had a big loss yesterday um, to the Rays. But then and they, they Fulton Evich started right, and he just got designated for assignment. So yeah, that's who I thought was going to be a big part of their rotation so 
I don't know how that's going to work out now because they have uh, Soroka, they have Fried or Fried, but I thought Fultonevich was going to be was going to be the three or the four, and so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I think the Mets have been pretty good. They went over the Red Sox yesterday. Um, they've looked decent. Uh, I think they're going to continue to play. I think they're going to continue to do well. Um, against the Braves in the first series is always tough, um, but they did. They had a big loss on Sunday, fourteen to one. So I think. And they were a strike away from winning game two. They were. If not for Marcelo Zuna's uh, game-tying home run. So, but I think hope that, for the Mets. There's hope for the Mets. There is there's hope for the Mets. They, um, what's his name? DeGrom pitched well on, on opening day, but um, who knows? It's going to be it's gonna be tough. They're going to have to battle in, that, in, the, in the East. There's a lot of good teams that they're going to have to play, but I think they can do it, and I, th- I think they could push towards the top of the division, but... I also wouldn't be surprised if they slipped down to three or four. Yeah, I think as long as they stay around five hundred for for the most of the, for most of the season, they'll be in the playoffs. Uh, the Phillies, kind of embarrassing to lose to the Marlins. Um, Harper started to hit decent. Hoskins has started a bit slow. Their pitching was all right. Aaron Nola looked very bad though. He yeah, did not look good. He took your ace took the loss on opening day to the Marlins. Like I mean, to be fair, they didn't get any runs. No. It was one nothing on opening day, wasn't it? No. Oh, it was five. I'm mixing up, mixing up games. Um, 5-2. But, I mean, the Phillies need to be scoring more than two runs against the Marlins. Agreed, agreed. But, still, Aaron Nola, I, I was expecting a better performance. He was not great. Um, but he also wasn't terrible. Oh, no, he wasn't terrible. But I think what we've seen so far through the MO, from the season is most pitchers have either... Pitched really well, and they've had really good starts, or they've pitched very badly and have not even gone five innings. And so it's been really tough so far this season. You've either had really good outings from your pitchers or you've had not-so-great outings. And I just want to see if pitchers can start to find that middle point where they're getting through five, six innings, maybe letting up three runs, four runs. But um, I don't know if we're going to see that right now. Like, we get complete game shutouts and we get no out. Five runs let up, so yeah, we'll see. Um, the Nationals lost the series to the Yankees. Lost yesterday to the Rays, uh, right to the Rays? Yeah. No, to the Blue Jays. To the Blue Jays. To the Blue Jays. Um, I don't know. They've been hit hard. Juan Soto out with COVID. Steven Strasburg dealing with a nerve issue. Yeah. So what? Max Scherzer and Pat- Patrick Corbin looked untouchable in his first start until, against the Yankees. Yeah, until Torres hit a homer, and then they pulled him, and then after that it went downhill. Yeah. But he was he was looking very, very good, and yeah. I honestly thought we were going to get shut out. Yeah, he let up two hits when he left. One yeah. was a Torres single, and one was a Torres home run. Like, he, he looked very, very good. Um, they're hitting, the hitting looked decent in game two. They struggled in game one. It was obviously half game, though, so it doesn't really count, to be honest. But It does. Garrett Cole through a complete game. Yeah, more. Not too loud. Who did? Um, He's. He got. Yeah, okay. He got given a complete game. Did he really? Yes. Oh my god. He has one complete game this season. Um, but, um, I think they're gonna pick it up again once Soto comes back. They're gonna, their lineup's gonna be more even more threatening than it already is. Um, but I think their slow start might cost them. I think it's gonna be tough to catch up in a sixty game season if they. If they keep losing a few more, especially with the fact that they still haven't played any of their division rivals, they're gonna need to really pick that up to play to when they play them. Yep. Um, NL Central Cubbies have looked good. Cubbies have looked very very good. Kyle Hendricks, 
Complete game shutout on opening day. Fantastic. Actual complete game sh- shutout. Yeah. Um, John Lester got pulled yesterday from a no-hitter through five innings. He looked very, very good. Yeah. Udarvish struggled a little bit, I think, but um, he's just kind of, kind of getting back into it. Um, and so I think they're going to be really good. Anthony Rizzo has been raking. Um, their line has been very, very good. Craig Kimble, Kimbrell struggled yesterday out of the pen, but I think they just said that they're going to be giving him a little bit more a little bit more time, giving him a little bit more opportunities. Um, so I think if he can get back to the way he pitched with the Braves and with the Red Sox, uh, they're going to have a really nice rotation, a really nice bullpen, and a really nice lineup. Yeah. Um, Cardinals, they've, they've looked decent. I think Jack Flaherty looked good, like pretty decent. On all. Yeah, he looked very good. I was really happy with his performance. Um, but besides that, they lost a the game to the Pirates, and I know we're like, oh, you can't, like, you you're allowed to lose a game every now and then, but I don't know. Losing to the Pirates, I get it's only one game, but in a 60-game season, that could be costly. Um, so I think especially when you play those teams that you know aren't going to be as good, you need to take advantage of them and get as many sweeps as you can. There were no sweeps in the opening series, right? I do not believe so. Uh, nobody swept, no. Which is insane to think about, <laughs> that nobody swept the opening series, um, which means we're in for a good season of baseball if every team's winning a game I think it's going to be very interesting I think the Cardinals uh, have a chance to push with the division I see them ending up second or third to be honest yep um, Brewers I don't really know what to say about the Brewers they're they're an interesting team because their rotation is very lackluster yeah and their hitting is it, you would think it would be lackluster, but it's not. No, it's not. Kyson Hura is great. Yelich is great. Lorenzo Cain is great. Yeah, but I feel like everyone just thinks Yelich carries them, which is just it's not, not true. the case. We um, know that. But their starting pitching has been... Yeah, I don't know. They're just... It's not been great. But, I mean, all they really need is they need five or six solid innings from their uh, starter because Josh Hader at the back end of that bullpen is as reliable as it gets. Um, yeah, but I feel like they're starting pitching just... They need to not let up as many rounds. <laughs> Thanks, dude. It's a hard take, but they just they need to find a way to settle in, and I think they will, but they just need to find that one guy that they can trust who they know they'll get a win when, they, when he starts. You know what I mean? And yeah. I don't think they have that one guy. Yeah, but I think they don't have one, that ace. I don't think one, Brandon Woodruff's their ace, but he's but not good. I think one of the guys could develop into that, especially in a short season. Everyone's going to take the opportunities that come to them. So I think we could see the Brewers fight to near the top of the division, but I think their pitch is going to let them down, and I think it has so far at the beginning of the season. Yep. Cincinnati um, Reds. Um, they lost a series to the Tigers, and considering a lot of people that were tipping them to win the division, that's not a great start for them. They're 1-3. and three. Um and I don't really know what to say. Their pitching has looked solid. Sony Gray looked very, very good. Um, Trevor Bauer looked good, even though he didn't get a win. Um, and I think their lineup is gonna has been looking all right too. I just don't really know how they're gonna get wins. Their their lineup's been hitting, but they haven't been scoring a lot. Their pitching has been very, very good. So I think all they need is for the lineup to get a little bit more comfortable get a little bit more clutch with the runners in scoring position because their rotation is going to be good. Yeah, their rotation is going to be the key factor in whether they do well or not. Um, if they keep pitching like this, 
eventually their hitters will start to hit and they'll win games, but they need to keep up their pitching because that's the only real hope they have right yeah. now. What was it? Sony Gray has let up six or less hits in like 35 straight starts? Yeah. Which is unbelievable. The record, yeah. Um, the Pirates, they're bad. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about the Pirates. They're the only different. good thing about the Pirates is Josh Bell. Yeah, but they're just they're just bad, and I don't see them. Is Chris Archer still pitching for them? I have no idea. Remember but, when he was really good? Yeah, but he's their team's just bad. Like always on the sixty day I injured list, but oh. he's just I don't even want to talk about them. They're bad. Yeah, they're not great. Um, the Padres. Sorry, Pirates fans, if if you're out there. Padres have looked good, three and one. I told what. No, I know. I'm just kind of shocked by the Padres. Yeah, they're three. Well, they played the they played the Diamondbacks in the first series, right? Yeah, which is so. a big series division wise. Because yeah. um, they're going to be two and three in the division. Yeah, and so I think that's a good series. That's a big confidence booster for them to start off the series. Um, Machado looked good. Hosmer looked great. Yeah, Hosmer did look very good. Uh, Tatis is electric as ever. Yeah, and their pitching was decent. I mean, they lit up two runs, one 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 run, one one four runs, and then two runs like. For them, that's very, very good. And I think if they, they're pitching and their bullpen can keep that up, then I don't see why they won't win more games. I mean, their hitting's been decent. They're scoring runs. And I think they could push the Dodgers, maybe? No. Absolutely, maybe. absolutely not. Maybe based off the start. You never know. Absolutely They're not. looking good. Absolutely not. They're looking very good. Um, the Rockies, they're 2-1. Who did they even play? The Rockies played the Rangers, right? Oh yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, they won. They won two or three. The first game they lost one nothing, which is always kind of like a tough way to lose because. How do you not score a run? Yeah. But Lance Lynn pitched well. No, but Lance the Rockies have looked very well. Trevor Story's been impressive. Uh, I haven't really heard anything from Arenado. I don't know if he's been, playing well or hitting well. Um, but I think the rotation's been all right too. Kyle Freeland, Herman Marquez. Herman Marquez had a no-hitter going through five, and then he let up, like, one run, and that was it. Yeah, so we'll see. I think the Rockies could surprise me a little bit. Um, Their rotation has looked better than I thought it was going to be, so um, I think they could honestly push for a playoff spot. But, yeah, I mean, they did play the Rangers, to be fair, so it's not like they were playing one of the best teams in baseball, but it's a great confidence booster to start off the season for them. Agreed. Um, the Dodgers, 2-2. Two and two. I mean, they split the series with the Giants. Yeah, it's not great, but they also... Kershaw got scrapped from his start, Kershaw so Dustin May started opening day, which I didn't expect. Yeah. Shockingly, they don't have Gavin Lux on their opening day roster, which I'm confused about. Yeah, I think I'm that's one of the biggest about. shocks of the season, was Gavin Lux not being on opening day roster. Um, But I don't know. They've looked like they've been hitting well. Betts has been terrible. Yeah, Betts has not been great, but... They'll pick it up. I yeah. there's Mookie Betts is one of the best players in baseball. He's not gonna go through a slump like this for that long. Um it's just whether it's just how long Kershaw's out. Um and it's whether their pitching can keep keep it up. Yeah. And I mean Dustin May didn't look horrible, didn't look great, but I think he might be a little bit of an X factor in their pitching rotation, so we'll see what happens. Yep. Yeah. Alright. Giants. I think to split the series against Dodgers on the opening series is a great start for them. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. They have a lot of key players missing who either opted out of the season, left, or got injured. And I think for them to be two and two, and two so far and to split a series against the Dodgers, like, 
that's a big confidence booster for them. Yeah. If you're a baseball fan and you think you know baseball well, watch a Giants game and try and tell me how many guys in the lineup you know. Uh, you won't know a lot of them. Um, I mean, when Pablo Sandoval's back in the lineup, hitting, hitting in the three, three spot, yeah. But, like, if that team can do well, I think that'll be the shock of the season. Yeah. And then the Diamondbacks, I mean, they started off with a tough series against the Padres. But, I mean, they haven't looked. Their pitching didn't look great. I think the no DH, or the university DH is actually hurting them because they got Mad Bum, who's one, the best hitting pitcher in the league. Yeah. Um, and so... I think if they could have Mad Bum in the lineup and the other team have the pitcher in the lineup, that'd be a huge bonus to them. But their hitting doesn't look great. Mad Bum didn't look great in his opening day start. Luke Weaver didn't look great last night. So, I don't know. I think, I don't know. They, they're going to have to pick it up a lot if they want to get that secure that second spot in the division. Yep. I think right now the Padres have shown that they're just a better team than them. Because I think, I think the Diamondbacks and the Padres, well... Expanded playoffs now, which we haven't mentioned yet, but ex- there's expanded playoffs. So the Diamondbacks or the Padres, all they have to do is finish second in the division, and they're in the playoffs. Yeah. So it's going to be a battle between the two of them for that, because I don't think whoever I think whoever comes third will miss out in the playoffs barely. But you come second in the division, no matter how bad you are, you're in the playoffs. Yeah. So I think this really benefits them, those two teams, the Diamondbacks and the Padres. Absolutely. Um... So that's all the teams. There's a few things we should discuss with first let's start with so the Marlins uh had fourteen of the players in and a couple more today. Members, and a couple more today test positive for COVID nineteen. So they've had an outbreak. Uh, which has stopped the Orioles playing the Marlins because that's been postponed. And the Marlins recently played the Phillies, who the Yankees were supposed to play. So those games will also be postponed. So it's a bit of a Tough situation because if you're Rob Manfred, what do you do in this situation? Yeah, he says he's not panicking, but a lot of the teams are getting kind of scared. Uh, the National just said they don't want to go play the Marlins because um, uh, they were supposed to play them later on this weekend. So I don't know. I think that if you check uh, your phone, uh, MLB just came out with some changes to the schedule. I think the Marlins are off until next Monday. I think they're not going to be playing anyone. I think yeah. the Phillies are off till Friday. Um, and I think... The Yankees now travel to the Orioles to play uh, starting tomorrow. And we're going to see how that goes. Um, if you yeah, so I'm wrong. The Marlins will be off through Sunday. The Phillies won't play until Friday. Yankees are going to Baltimore to play on Wednesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. And the Nationals, who are supposed to be in Miami this upcoming weekend, won't be playing this weekend. Okay. Um, and then... Blah, blah, blah. The Marlins are going to be quarantined for up to 14 days when returning to Florida. 17 members have tested positive. Um, yeah. It's like a almost worst-case scenario for the MLB after opening weekend. Uh, Manfred's not panicking. I think some of the teams are panicking, and I think they got to figure out a way to to plan for stuff like this because chances are it's not going to be the only time it happens. Yeah, especially... like. NBA and NHL have the bubble. MLB clearly doesn't have the bubble. But I think with that, there are going to be a lot of players who end up getting it. And I think they need to figure out rules and set them now. Uh, that way, if it hap- when it happens again in, in a few weeks or whatever, they'll be ready for it. Because right now, I know Manfred's not panicking, but I know a lot of 
organizations, teams, and baseball fans are panicking. Yeah, Manfred's a joke. Um, yeah, okay. So that's one thing. Second thing is, I want to ask you, extra innings. In the top half of the inning, do you bunt? This was the thing. So I've been hearing this a lot, that people are saying that the visiting teams should not bunt because chances are they need to score more than one run for them to win the game. And what I don't understand is why they're trying to score two instead of they're trying to score one. Because if you do not bunt and your first guy strikes out or hits a ground ball to the left side or does something, you're now at runner on second one out. You can't bunt now because then you're still banking on a base hit. So now your chances of scoring have gone down even more. I would just bunt. I would get the guy over to third, get the run in, get to the bottom of the inning, put in a pitcher that you know is probably going to be able to strike some guys out, and just bank on the fact that even if they get one back, then you just keep doing that until one of you isn't able to do it. I don't understand why you go for the two in the top half of the inning, you get none, then all the other team has to do is bunt, hit a deep fly ball, and they win the game. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I get going for two to try and make the other team work, but also, if you don't score, the other team has it handed to them. Yeah, the, apparently, mathematically, you you should be... I don't know I don't know what the math behind it is, but apparently, you, as the visiting team, you shouldn't be bunting. But, I, I, that seems ridiculous. But, no, I, I don't know what the math is behind it, but they've said mathematically, probability and odds-wise... To win the game, you shouldn't be bunting if you're the visiting team. But if I was a manager, I'd get my guys to... Unless it's the middle of your order, you're coming up with the four-hitter. I'm not going to have my four-hitter to bunt. I'm yeah. not going to Jane Carroll Stanton to bunt. But if I'm towards the bottom of the lineup, you best believe Gio Urshela, Brett Gardner, DJ LeMay, he was laying down a bunt. What was the rule is who goes on second base? The guy who got out last inning. The guy who got out last yeah, inning? Yeah, whoever was the last out. Okay. Um, okay. So we'll see how that works. It's made for some entertaining uh, walk-offs, but... I'd like to see the the home teams won every time, so I'd like to see some some bunts being laid down in the visiting team. Do you, if a guy bunts mm-hmm. instead of bunting, would you? What are your thoughts on intentional walk, mm-hmm. sack bunt third and second, intentional walk, and then go for the double play? No, I, I don't. <laughs> Too ballsy. <laughs> I don't back that. Um, I think if they're gonna bunt, they're gonna bunt. You then. Bring the infield in, um, and you go for a strikeout. Or you put in a sinker baller who you know is probably going to get you a ground ball. And, like, I mean, if, if we're in extra innings, we're, and putting, we're putting Zach Britton in. Yeah. And we're going to let them bunt, and then we're going to get around to the third. We're going to bring the infield in. We're going to throw Zach Britton sinker. They're going to hit a ground ball. The guy's not going to score. And then we're going to be good. So, Do I just, you – what are your thoughts on if it's run on third and one out and you have one run – do you bring fifth infielder in? No. Not on a sinker ball? No. What about two outs? No. Would you ever bring a fifth infielder in? That's depending. So, so here's the thing. If there's one out, it's a tie game, and you have a sinker baller in, then yes. Because even if they had a fly ball, chances are they're going to tag up a score. Yeah. So what's the point? But if you're saying, I meant tie game, sorry. Yeah, not yeah, up one. Not yeah, because up, up one... Up on the no, yeah, yeah up on so tie, tie game, game, yeah. Then I would because even on a fly ball, they're scoring, but yeah. it's risky though because then there's a chance that a fly ball that usually would have been caught drops, and yeah, you'd have to be a hundred percent sure that your pitcher is not gonna let up a fly ball. Um, so I think it's, I, I personally probably wouldn't do it, um, but 
I'd like to see if anyone does yeah. do it. I, I like how managers have been making a, lo- a lot more changes. They've been a little bit more aggressive, bringing pitchers out of the game, uh, making substitutions, pinch running. So it's, it's made for some fun managerial performances. Yeah, and then what was... Oh, expanded playoffs. We didn't get to mention this in our last one because when we made it, there was none. But expanded playoffs, which is eight teams from each league, top two in each division, and then two wild guard spots. I like this. I think it just ensures that the best teams are going to be in the playoffs. Um, and it's going to be a one through eight seeded. So one plays eight, two, seven. Um, best of three, and then it's a best of five, best of seven, I best of seven. I hate the best of three. It's the yeah. dumbest thing. I don't understand why you do Like, I get whoever's the so whoever's the top seed in that best of three series will play all three games at home, which is a big advantage. But there's no fans, so it's not that big of an advantage. But it's the best of three series. Yeah. Like, who plays the best of three series in any professional sport? No one does. You barely see even see best of fives anymore and MLB is like the only one so I just don't understand why you do a best of three they did it so that they can still have the world series on the same dates and the playoffs can still start when it, but I don't care I don't care if you're playing it in November yeah just play a real series three game series is nothing I, it's pointless yeah it should have been at least best of five um, just because if in a best of three you lose game one now you're on the ropes for both yeah and like, it's kind of like you have one bad game and now it's a do or die which is kind of ridiculous, but I mean, I'm glad to see this expanded playoffs because um, it will A, make for more entertaining baseball in the playoffs, B, will make give assurances that uh, the best teams will be in the playoffs. So I think it's. And the end of the regular season will be much better now because there's going to be a lot of. There's still going to be a lot of teams competing for the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to. There's going to be. I don't know what they're going to do in event of a tie. I'd love to hear it because I feel like there will be a few ties in places. So. Yep. We'll see, but I think. The MLB season has been a great start, and I'm so glad baseball's back. Yeah. So that is the end of this week's sports recap. Uh, this one ran a little bit long just because we were talking about a lot of the MLB. Um, but make sure to stay tuned for Thursday's episode where we'll be discussing the NBA and NHL bubbles ahead of their restart. Um, all sports are going to be back yeah. next week. So are you excited for that? Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be so great watching so many sports throughout the days and nights and all. It's- yeah. It's going to be great. Um, we'll as be talking as... about some of our uh, NBA picks, who gets hurt the most, who gets uh, helped the most, and uh, the NHL as well as we uh, enter their seasons and their playoffs. Yeah. So it's going to be good. I think NBA starts the 31st. 30th. 30th. And I think NHL starts either the 1st or 2nd of August. August, so. the, August the 1st. So it's going to be so much fun once everything's back. Yeah. Yeah, we're still figuring out our ending to episodes, but for now, thanks for listening, guys, and see ya. Enjoy the sports. Thanks for listening to this episode of Twins Takes. We're the twins. And those were our takes.